Section 19 of Stories from the Operas by Gladys Davidson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. Section 19 Meyerbeer, Robert the Devil, Robert le Diable. A brilliant scene was taking place in the port of Palermo one day, in the beginning of the eleventh century, for a large number of noble cavaliers and knights had lately arrived from various cities in Europe to take part in a grand tournament to be held there, and all were talking about the great event as they greeted one another and quaffed wine together. The tournament was to be held under the auspices of the Duke of Messina, the hand of whose daughter, the beautiful Princess Isabella of Sicily, was offered as the prize of victory, and it was for this reason that so many of the proudest knights in Christendom had determined to enter the lists, for the fair princess was indeed a dazzling reward. Amongst the latest arrivals was a handsome young knight, whose rich equipment and splendid train of attendants quickly attracted the attention of the assembled cavaliers and excited their curiosity as to who he might be, for he was unknown to them, though not a stranger in Palermo. This newcomer was in reality Robert, Duke of Normandy, who had gained for himself the ill-famed title of Robert the Devil, a name which, though first bestowed on him from the supposition that his father had been a fiend, he had afterwards fully earned by his own recklessly wicked conduct, which had at length resulted in his expulsion from Normandy. During his subsequent wanderings and adventures in Europe, Robert had made the acquaintance of the lovely Princess of Sicily, for whom he had instantly conceived a true and deep passion. And Isabella, though warned by his evil reputation, had quickly returned his love, being irresistibly attracted by his handsome looks and the glimpses of a noble nature which he exhibited when in her presence. His wild and passionate disposition, however, quickly led him into a violent outburst of jealous rage against his beloved one's father, who did not encourage his suit. And not content with insulting the proud ruler, he also challenged all his knights to combat. This brought disaster upon him, for the Duke of Messina's angry knights were too powerful for him to overcome, and soon compelled him to take to flight. Robert was in despair at the result of his rash conduct, for Isabella was deeply offended, and though still secretly loving him well, seemed inclined to favour the addresses of the Duke of Granada, whose suit was constantly urged by her father. But when the tournament and its prize for victory were shortly afterwards announced, Robert determined to seek pardon of the princess and enter the lists as a candidate. And to this end he now arrived in Palermo with a gorgeous retinue, displaying every mark of extravagant splendour. Now, in all his evil pleasures and wild excesses, Robert had always been aided and encouraged by a sinister-looking knight named Bertram who was his constant companion, and who, though he knew it not, was in reality his fiend father. And so, upon arriving in Palermo, this favoured friend was in close attendance upon the young duke as usual. 
Robert greeted the assembled nobles in a courtly manner, and then, observing that some Norman troubadours were also in the company, he tossed a piece of gold to one of these, and bade him sing a lay. The minstrel, whose name was Rambo, at once stepped forward, and little guessing that it was his royal master who stood before him, he announced to the expectant lords that he would sing to them the true story of Normandy's ill-fated young duke known as Robert the Devil. He then tuned his harp and began his lay, relating how the proud Princess Bertha of Normandy, after scornfully refusing many noble suitors, at length accepted the love of a stranger prince who was, in truth, a fiend in disguise. He went on to describe how the son of this strange marriage was young Robert, called the devil, because, inheriting a love of evil from his demon father, he had constantly indulged in wicked excesses of every kind. And led away by the excitement of his theme, the minstrel portrayed the vices of Normandy's banished duke in the glowing colours of popular dread. Strange to say, Robert himself had never before heard the story of his supposed fiend father, and as he listened to the minstrel's lay, he became so full of rage that when it came to an end he could no longer restrain his feelings. Haughtily announcing that he himself was Robert of Normandy, he commanded his attendants to seize and hang the troubadour without delay, and instantly the wretched Rambo, realising what a terrible mistake he had made, fell on his knees, entreating for mercy. He declared that he had not recognised his royal master, for whom he had brought an important message, and he added that he and his betrothed, a young village maiden, had come to Palermo together for this very purpose. On hearing this, Robert now declared that he would take the village maiden in compensation for the minstrel's life, and ordering Rainbow's release, he sent for the girl, promising her as a prize to his cavaliers. The unhappy Rainbow uttered a cry of woe, but the gay cavaliers quickly surrounded the pretty maiden he had indicated, squabbling fiercely as to which should obtain possession of her. The poor girl cried aloud for mercy, but as she was helplessly dragged forward, Robert himself ran to her aid, for he had instantly recognised her as his foster sister Alice, with whom he had played as a child in Normandy. He quickly released her from the rough hands of her lawless captors, and as the cavaliers fell back, grumbling at the loss of their prey, proclaimed that the maiden was under his protection, for the sight of her sweet, innocent face had roused within him once more the better feelings of his childish days. He then asked her how she came to be in Palermo, and Alice replied that she and her betrothed, Rambo, had deferred the day of their union in order to bring a message to their royal master from his sainted mother. In answer to Robert's eager questions, she told him that Princess Bertha was now dead and that her last message to her, her erring son had been that as she prayed for him on earth, so would she also never cease to pray for him in heaven. Full of grief at hearing of the death of his mother, Robert told Alice that naught was left to him but despair, since he had also had another terrible trouble to bear. 
but on relating to her the story of his now hopeless love for Isabella, the village maiden comforted him greatly by declaring that she would seek out the princess and implore her to pardon him. But suddenly catching sight of the sinister knight Bertram, she trembled violently, saying that his dark face reminded her of a picture she had once seen of the evil one, and seeing that he was about to approach, she crept away to rejoin her released lover. Bertram now persuaded Robert to indulge in a game of dice with their new friends, and encouraged by his evil companion to double and treble his stakes at each failure, the reckless young duke quickly lost the whole of his fortune, even to his horses and armour. Meanwhile, the gentle Alice had not forgotten her promise to her royal foster-brother, and on the day of the tournament she sought an interview with the Princess of Sicily as she sat beneath her gorgeous canopy, and gave her a message from Robert, who implored pardon and humbly asked permission to contest for her hand in the lists that day. Isabella, who had never ceased to love Robert in spite of her displeasure at his wild conduct, was overjoyed to receive this contrite message, and readily granting the pardon he asked, sent back a gracious invitation to him to accept the challenge of her principal suitor, the Duke of Granada, who proudly called on all rivals to meet him in open combat. But when at last the heralds blared forth the haughty Duke's challenge to Robert of Normandy, no response was made, and though the challenge was repeated again and again, still Robert did not stand forth. Nor did he appear throughout the whole of the tournament, and when, at the end of the contests, the Duke of Granada was declared victor and winner of the fair princess's hand, Isabella returned to her apartments, overcome with grief and despair, feeling that Robert had betrayed her trust and scorned her love. Now, Robert's absence from the tournament had been cunningly contrived by the fiend knight Bertram, who had no desire for his victim to retrieve his character by gaining honour and glory in combat. So, having lured him away from the scene by a phantom in the form of his hated rival, the Duke of Granada, he led him to a desert place outside the city, Having induced him to enter a gloomy cave, where he intended to reveal a secret to him, and also inquire of the spirits of darkness concerning him, Bertram returned for a moment to the open ground, and here, to his annoyance, he found Rambo the minstrel, who announced that he awaited Alice, his betrothed, whom he had asked to meet him there, as they intended to be wedded that day. Being anxious for him to depart, the knight gave Rambo a handsome gift of gold, bidding him think no more of Alice, but return to his wanderings once again, since being now rich, he would quickly find many other pretty girls willing to love him. And the minstrel, held for the time being under the spell of Bertram's evil influence, at once hurried back to the city where, however, better feelings prevailing again, he waited at the entrance for his betrothed. Bertram now returned to the cave and invoked the evil spirits he knew so well. Whilst this invocation was going on, Alice appeared at the trysting place, and full of disappointment that her lover had failed to keep his engagement, crept into the mouth of the cave to await him. Here 
she was alarmed to see vivid flashes of lightning and to hear, amidst dreadful rumblings, the unearthly voices of demons calling a greeting to Robert. And fearing that her beloved foster-brother was in woeful danger, she was just about to spring forward to the spot where a flash of lightning presently revealed him to her sight, when Bertram suddenly blocked her path. He first attempted to address her in tones of gallantry, but the girl shrank back with such a look of unutterable horror in her eyes that the fiend knew at once she had guessed the secret of his true identity. Seizing her by the arm, he passionately declared that if she ever betrayed his secret, or revealed aught of what she had seen and heard in the cave, she should die, and also bring death upon her lover, and all whom she held dear. And Alice, though she longed to warn Robert, was so terrified by the awful aspect of Bertram that she dare not do so, but rushed wildly from the cave. Bertram then returned to Robert, and divulged to him an evil scheme, by means of which he hoped to utterly destroy his soul. He invited him to visit the spot where Princess Bertha had been buried, and to pluck therefrom a certain magic bough that would give him resistless power and enable him to satisfy every earthly desire, no matter how evil or impossible it might be. And Robert, deprived of the good influence of Alice, readily yielded to his solicitations, and set off at once with his fiend counsellor for the convent of Rosalie, where his mother's remains had been laid. This convent had been founded by Princess Bertha for pure Christian worship, but the spot had soon been deprived of its sanctity by the nuns themselves, who, forgetting their vows, had adored heathen gods and offered impious sacrifices. Where virtue had once been cherished, vice only now dwelt, and when Bertram and Robert appeared amidst the gravestones, the evil spirits of the fallen nuns arose from all sides, and taking on the form of beautiful nymphs, assisted in the temptation of the victim. For a short time, Robert tried to resist the evil influences around him, but soon the insidious goading of Bertram prevailed, and plucking the magic bough, he rushed madly from the spot. His tempter quickly followed, bidding him to possess himself of the Princess of Sicily, whose innocence he might now destroy unhindered, in revenge for the scorn with which her proud father had treated him. And roused to madness by the subtle suggestion, Robert instantly returned to Palermo to carry it out. It was the day of Princess Isabella's nuptials with the Duke of Granada, whom she still disliked, though forced by her father to wed with him, and her attendants, attired in wedding garments, were just waiting in the ante-room to conduct the unhappy bride to the adjoining church, as Robert entered. By the power of his magic bow, the frenzied young duke instantly caused all the attendants to fall into a charmed sleep, and then, hurrying into the apartment beyond, he attempted to carry off the princess by force. Isabella, quickly reading her ravisher's purpose in the evil passion that blazed in his eyes, fell on her knees, and implored him by the pure love he had once felt for her to show mercy upon her helplessness. And Robert, after a wild struggle with the evil desires within him, was at length overcome by her entreaties, 
and full of remorse, destroyed his talisman. Instantly his magic powers vanished, so that the attendants, awakening from their charmed sleep in drowsy astonishment, suddenly beheld the intruder, and quickly divining his fell purpose, they rushed forward to seize him. Robert, however, taking to flight, escaped their hands, and the attendants, returning to the now grief-stricken bride, conducted her to the church in state to await her bridegroom. Robert found refuge in the cloisters of the church, and here he was soon joined by Bertram, who, at last revealing himself as his fiend father, now produced a parchment, begging him to sign it, by which act he would be bound to him for ever. Though amazed to learn of the true identity of Bertram, Robert did not draw back in horror, since, in his hopeless misery, he still regarded the fiend as his best friend, and he was just about to sign the contract, when the peasant girl Alice suddenly appeared in the cloisters, and implored him to refrain from such a dreadful deed, since she had brought a joyful message for him. She announced that heaven watched over him, and favoured his union with the woman he loved, for the proud Duke of Granada and his attendants had not been able to cross the threshold of the church, and she added that the beautiful Isabella, whose love was still his, now awaited him at the altar, hoping, by their union, to lead him to a better life. On hearing this, Robert's despair became greater still, torn between the prospects of pure joys held out by Alice and the wicked enticements of Bertram, and a mighty struggle betwixt good and evil at once took place. Alice, in her holy enthusiasm, no longer afraid of the fiend, fought desperately for the soul she longed to save, and as her final effort, she produced a letter from the deceased Princess Bertha, in which the redeemed mother warned her son against the fiend who sought to destroy him, and reminded him that she still prayed for him above. This heavenly message at last prevailed over the wavering Robert, and decided him to adopt the better course. And refusing to be tempted longer by the wicked Bertram, he joyfully allowed himself to be led away by Alice to join his waiting bride at the altar. The defeated fiend, realising that his cause was now lost forever, instantly disappeared from the earth, and at the same moment a chorus of heavenly voices was heard rejoicing over the victory of a soul reclaimed from evil. End of section 19